Hello, motherfunkers. G'day, g'day, g'day. I gave birth yesterday morning. <laughs> I gave birth. I, I don't know why I feel I have to whisper, but I am in a room with my newborn. And also, I'm quite traumatised. So I, I think it's, it feels only right that I whisper. Tell us a bit about it, Shirley. Well, it wasn't the... Um, it wasn't a slip out, slop straight into the pan that was expected. That was promised. Shirley. It was promised, wasn't it, with the second one? It was Because we cap our listeners expected. after the first. After the first, it was very country file. It was sort of five hours door to door. It was very painful, but very, you know, quick, soft, strong and wrong. Um, and he came out. This one was a two day labour. Um, very, very slow. The highlights were the fact that I had a water bath and I was able to go into the birth centre at Chelsea and Westminster. So that is definitely a highlight. The low light was the fact that it took two days to get him out and my waters did not burst until finally I got fisted by the 20-year-old midwife 15 minutes before he came out and my waters burst and then I really pushed. I've never pushed. I've never worked so hard for anything so intensely in my entire life. It was um, tough. It's very, it's it's very triggering when you talk. When you went into labour, I just went into yeah. shutdown. Just made I got very, very anxious. I just didn't know what was happening in there, and it just it, all the memories yeah. come flooding back, and you just because you don't know, you stay quiet because actually what you want to say is how horrendous. I really feel sorry for you. You go into a sort of quiet panic. Is that what you mean? Like a sympathetic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just quiet panic. And then my winning partner was completely just having anxiety because she got taken back. She kept on. It's it's uh, it's funny the triggers, isn't it? It's really triggering it when you know someone. You know, of course, people are giving birth every day, but when it's your comedy partner and pal, do you know what I mean? We share the same birthday, and you just go, "Oh my gosh!" And I was I was just so panicked. I just thought. I don't want to no, do this. And you I don't mustn't. want to do this. Yeah, and, myself. and so and as a result, I'm telling you. <laughs> I made it about me, basically. Because I'm telling you now, just book yourself in for an elective caesarean. I tell you why, I'm so saggy and sore now. I don't think you can avo- avoid the sagginess, but the soreness is unbelievable. I'm going to have to get myself one of those piles pillows that you had. I don't know. My mum tried to explain it. To me. I said, yeah, it's a piles pillow. You need one because you can't even sit down. I said, I know. She was at home. If you have one of those shoulder cushions, they work because actually the ring, if you've got a complete ring, I don't that's have not a complete. Oh, okay. It's okay. So just a shoulder pillow. I don't pillow, have that either, that's what listen, I, do. I can get this. There's always I, Amazon. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was really, it was, also it's very visceral giving birth. It's very primal. Like now... My water bottle that I've got, my flask, just smells of blood. I know. It's so sad. Listeners, please don't tune out. I'm just going to really quickly... Re- <laughs> We're going to round this up in a minute. But just quickly, it's that. It's the amount of blood you lose. It's the lavender oil that I just doused all my cloth in. I can't smell it anymore. I've thrown away all the snacks that I took away to the hospital. Just, yeah, you can't you look know, at just it. Just can't look at it. You can't look at it. You can't look at it. I don't want... You know, so... But listen, the main thing is, is that he's out, he's here, and he's a healthy size, eight eight pounds Lovely. six, and um, and it's all right. But my um, I've got those shields on. What they called nipple those shields, nipple shields that you got me. What are they called? Um, yeah, angel wings, angel, angel something. Cups. I don't know. Yet. They're fan- angel cups, and they're made out of sterling silver. And basically, what you do is you put them over your nipple. As when you're breastfeeding or just pre, because I'm just producing some sort of, I don't know, mama's nectar, just some sort of chism, <laughs> chicken juice. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's chicken coming fat. out. Ch- chicken fat. And they guzzle on that for a couple of days until you, your milk comes in. Your milk comes in, your tears come in, and your fanny leaks more. 
Good luck. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna finish it just there. I'm gonna finish it just. And there. also, if you're not okay. if you're not pregnant or lactating, get those nipple shields anyway. Because of a Saturday night, put those on. You look like Madonna. Dead ringer. Yeah, they're very cool. Very. They are very very cool. Um, how are oh, you, I'm Shirley? So... <laughs> More to the point. More to the point. Well, I haven't met the little one yet. Um, so hopefully this weekend. So looking forward to that. Yes. Um. Yes, well, I've just I've just been really sort of preoccupied with your baby, really. Um, yeah, that's yeah. good. So it's been all about you. Yeah. And you have made me want to, yeah, go for an elective C. Even though it's really fairly straightforward. That's the weird thing. It's a fairly straightforward pregnancy, and yet it still terrifies me. Um, I don't think I'll have a straightforward one, so it's just not worth Not worth it, is it, both? It's just not worth it for me. It's not worth it. Um, I went for an MRI today. And I, um, yes, and I'm not very good. Well, we're both claustrophobic. That's another thing the Shirley's have in common. We're both claustrophobic. I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but I know we both, you, you, I can go in an elevator. I choose to, as and when, only on, you know, like I didn't today in the hospital. I took the stairs. If I'm in the Soho house or Shoreditch house or any of the houses, I'll definitely go in an elevator. But if I'm going to visit a friend on the council estate, I'll take the stairs. <laughs> it was it was an HS. I took the stairs. No, I'm joking. Yeah, that's but, what I mean. Um, uh, but we both don't lock the loos and um, loos ever, ever. And I always have people True. walking in on me. And actually, it's quite an ugly sight these days if someone wants to walk on me. Not only am I carrying my third trimester, and I'm always wearing some baggy baggy pants and well trouser pants, and also the apple catchers. Always a big big cotton black cotton brief. But I've also got, Shirley, something called um, vulva varicocytes. Guys, do stay with us. (laughs) Do stay tuned in. Now, listen, I understand. I've heard about this. So just just for our listeners, so this has come on. I felt a lot of pressure down there. This is down on me vulva. And I thought, oh, gosh, what is that? And then recently, I think in the last sort of three weeks, I've developed, hear this now, and I really hope my brother isn't listening, varicose veins of the vulva it's really really painful so it just feels like there's so much pressure and just bearing down it's just it's just nasty what can you do what can you put you, on you it? can you're supposed to hook your legs up you know as, as often as you can legs legs above the head can you imagine me doing that i'll set off my vertigo so you know just hook your hook your legs up ice packs which is what you did with your first didn't you, you just had a nice yeah. in your fanny and there's not much else apparently they they can go when you give birth sometimes they stick they around they will go no, I just listen. Take it. No, get it through the sunroof. Take him out through the sunroof. Her, shim, them out through the sunroof, and then just leave that fanny alone. Leave the mothership alone. They do say actually, if you're thinking of a vaginal birth, um, the veins could burst. They will. Sure, and that could, and they it could will. be a bloody bath. But hey, don't let that put you off. Was no, the um, sort listen, of footnote? Please listen. To, I urge you. I've never urged you about anything so strongly in my life, I urge you to have a C-section. In other news, um, I was reading, I don't know if you read last week in The Guardian, um, How to Raise Boys. Did you read the article? Yeah, yeah, you? I saw that. But, okay, so then I, the journalist who, he referred to the novelist and activist, I'm obviously going to say her name wrong, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie who wrote Purple Hibiscus and Half a Yellow Sun. She basically, you know the one? one. And um, I went to her TED Talks and she was talking about feminism and she said, basically, the thing is, 
it's we need to engage with boys and men. So it's we always blame men for not getting us, but actually we need to invite them into the room. And I thought that was very interesting because actually, you know, with two boys now, I do want to... It's funny, there's a book called How to Raise a Feminist by an Indian-born writer, Sonora Jaha. I'm going to get that. But I think it is very much about our responsibility to make sure they understand. And also it's about, and I imagine you're very good at this, but I'm less good at this. It's about enjoying those conversations, which you might normally duck out of, about, you know, dominance of government, pornography, social media, you know, talk about these different issues that normally we'd go, nah, they won't get it, so I might mention it. Actually, it's our responsibility as mothers to boys to go, listen, what do you understand? Let's talk about these things. Let's just thrash these things out. So I think it is good. It's about educating ourselves and then them, which I think is a good way to go about it. Do you not, do you not of think, Of course, Noi? of course, the buck stops with us, always. Always. So we have to do the work. And then once we've done the work, we can then ask them to do some work. And, but there was, a, there was a thing about defining what works best for the family, not necessarily for the gender, which I thought was also very interesting. Daddy goes to work because, or mummy indeed earns the money in this house because it works for us as a family, as opposed to daddy goes to work because he's a man and mummy stays at home because she's got tits. Do you know what I mean? Beautifully put. But I think that's, I, I do think that that is a big No, and we're thing. so socially conditioned and, you know, Judith Kerr and her books don't help, but... It's like my... It's, and yet still the children, children love. They love. They but love. it's me that's having to... You know, I get corrected by my son and he's only 2.9. And sometimes when I go, um, that's not for that's that's not for little boys, that's for really big boys. And he goes, and big girls. I said, yes, and big girls. And today we were looking at some statues. We went to town, didn't we? Because I was gone from the MRI and he went to the Transport Museum. I said, look at those lovely female statues. He goes, and, and a man statues... And to be fair, there weren't any male statues, but his point is always, he always right, okay. corrects me. Inclusive. He, he's he's inclusive. very inclusive. So if I say, you know, oh, that's a, that's for daddies, that's for, you know, if there's something heavy, I don't know why I do it. I'm so socially conditioned. I go, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you I said, are, I'm actually. Very, you go, let the man carry my bag. Um, I said, oh, gosh, that's very, very heavy. That's for, for daddies to carry. He goes, and mummies. <laughs> I go, mm, no daddies, actually. We haven't got, and we haven't got. No, think John, about their pelvic floor. John. My painter, who's just living with us now, he's moved in. John, can you... I said two things. I'm going to ask two things of you. Could you please, pretty please, help me put the cot up into the loft? And when his base arrives, which should be later today, can you help me set that up, please? And he just goes... I think that's fair enough. I he's, think no, he's enough. really he's really good. He's amazing. And then the, the willing partner just... He's really he's strong. He's so strong and he's so handsome. Um, you've got to have fit builders in the ass, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I know. You only have. You only have fit builders. It's in not your intentional. House. We just can't believe this one, though. Really, really lovely. Um, we just, we're just happy to have him in the house, and we just find jobs for him. Lord knows what the willing partner's paying each week. I don't like to think. I don't like to think about it. It's best if you don't think your pretty little head about it, babes. But um, no, that's great. So listen, I think that is important. Um, you're not going to find out your sex, are you? No, no. But now the winning partner's gone from thinking 99.9% sure it's a girl and got me all excited to saying, the way you're carrying, I actually think it's a boy now. And I said, oh, boo, who are you? I said, pissing on my chips. Because actually, boys are really stressful. And I've just been at my friend's house and uh, her firstborn is a girl. And she whinged and whinged about the girl. She's such hard work. And then they've had a boy and they said please whatever we said about the girl what well, you're gonna to have to bear with my one's um just vomiting bile one second i will be back <laughs> um, 
this is how real I am. So I gave birth yesterday and I've got a baby here who's just vomiting bile with my blood in it because um, I lost quite a bit and he swallowed quite a bit. Oh, here comes my toddler. Hello. <laughs> I mean, it's all go here, isn't it? This is, this is real life. Welcome to your life. Um, Shelley, anyway, oh, have we got yeah. a name yet for your little one? No, have you got any suggestions? Oh, no, come on, don't be silly. We've got three names. So just really briefly, we've got three names that are sort of all right. And one name that we were really going to go for that I actually really like, which was proposed by my um, unwilling willing. And now he's backed out of it. He thinks it's too much. So I will tell you that that name, once we confirm, we're not going to use that name. So I've got three all right names. Whereas if I had a girl, I would have had three absolute corkers. But to answer your question, we don't have any names and my son keeps calling this one Sister Boy and that's what he thinks his name is. And actually, that's why we really need to find a name because he can't just be called Sister Boy as much as I actually have got quite used to it and I like it. Um, and it does sing, you know, Sister Boy. S-I-S-T-A. We're just calling him Sister. But it's confusing, isn't it? In this day and age. And he's very, confusing. actually, he's a very butch baby, isn't he? Do you think he is? Yeah, I do. Butch, is it? She's calling he's, you a he's a big, Mary, he's a, darling. He's a big, big lad. He's lighter than my last one. Oh, my, he is. Much lighter. Yeah. Like my husband. But, um, yeah, listen, who knows? Who the hell knows? Now, you may have uh, noticed the uh, sort of... The, the, the cognitive function start to sort of wane. I don't know. I never really had it in the first place, but it's supposed to get quite terrible after you give birth memory focus that sort of jazz yeah so i've got five tips for you Please. from a neurosurgeon <laughs> what i met today um five tips from a neurosurgeon of how to um keep the brain alive first one is move it's an obvious one exercise um and that's um, physical exercise but change it up so if you just go for walks or try something else try cycling and if you just cycle try swimming so okay. the idea is just keep changing it up Second one, discover. So new knowledge um, works the cranium and you just have to treat the brain like a muscle. Uh, a muscle. So yeah. read a book outside of your comfort zone. Sure. Uh, take a class, learn a language. Third one, relax. You're supposed to get minimum seven hours a night. I'm lucky if I've ever got that in my whole life. Fine. But also, and I've heard this time and time again and I just don't do it, leave three hours digestion before sleeping, no. so leave three hours before your evening meal. We have our dinner at five thirty. I know, I know, but I just age. hear it more and more and more. Leave three hours. This is Why, for optimum, optimum for brain health. No, yeah, really. Um, nourish. So you know the 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 idea is, and I hear this all the time. You know, you eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. So the meal's mm. a bit smaller yeah. throughout the day. And slashes sugar, hydrates, and up your omega three. And the final one, connect. So connect with people, younger people, older people. A real mix. Do you know what I mean? Don't just stick to I your... think, actually, can I say, post-pandem, well, not post at all, we're still in the shitstorm, but I think people are much better at connecting with each other. I've noticed, Shelley and I have been to a few festivals, really, recently. <laughs> um, no, we've been to a couple of parties recently, outside in a barn. 
one particular last weekend. And I just noticed people's behaviour is different for the better. I think people genuinely, genuinely are much better at engaging, at talking, giving you proper time. Whereas before, I think we were so used to seeing people. We don't really care who it is. People now, I think the quality time you get with people now has changed for the better. Would you not agree? Well, one thing I have noticed, I think you're right, is that much like they do in sort of hotter countries, Mediterranean, Middle East, is because it's so hot, you hotter learn to sit. Hotter countries that are on fire, it's also sad. I know, I, I know, please, please. Um, we must do more. We must do more as a nation. But um, is that you sit. Like, when I go and sit in the Middle East, there's a, we have an expression, you know, what you're doing, we're sitting. And that's often what we do from morning noon and night we sit and yeah. we eat and we talk and the ge- different generations come around and you just talk in england i don't in england in london i don't tend to do that you're always rushing you know quick conversations here quick yeah. texts meet up run off always somewhere to be but what i've noticed is since the pandemic is that we just sit more and we just chill more there's nowhere Definitely. to go to there's no you know we're not going to town and maybe it's got something to do with having families as well you know we're not we're not we have nowhere to be so you just sit and it doesn't matter, there are some silences, some of them are comfortable, some of them are awkward. It doesn't matter, you can just sit in comfortable silence with someone, which is something I would never do. I do it with you all the time. Well, you we actually do said to silence. me, I know you said before this podcast, I know we're both, I know it's Friday night, we're both knackered. Don't just sit in silence. I said, you're right, when, yeah, you're right. Since when yeah. have I been accused of sitting in silence for <laughs> one of these podcasts? Talk too much, that's the problem. But I do think that we just give, you know, give conversations time because that's when the good stuff comes, just be patient. Because the the initial chat is a bit dry, a bit surface. Sit and with really it. Really dig deep. Really dig deep. You and know. I do think you're right. There's something to be said for talking to different generations. I do think that's good. You know, you know. At this festival, the, the party boy, his partner's granddad was there, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Just sat propped up by the speakers in his in his wheelie bin, and I just thought, oh my gosh! I, and then my winning partner says, we best go and talk to granddad. And I said, no, you're right. And usually I'm always the one who goes and talks. I always talk to the older generations, but I'm more deaf than he is. Yeah. And we're right by the speak. I'm going, what's that granddaddy goes, what's that love? And I go, well, this is ridiculous. So I just left the winning partner to it. And then I got a thank you text from the granddaughter saying, was granddad really appreciated that? That's Obviously so not me. sweet. That because is it really, really makes sweet. it really makes a difference because he was just left there. No one talks to him because he's an old, what does he have to offer perhaps? But I hear you. Now, this is um, a friend's party that was in a barn. It was his 40th. And this was literally the weekend before I gave birth. And our sons were absolutely wild. I mean, they were just licking the porto-loos. Your one was just chomping on tuba-tubes, chopper-chops, what they call those lollies. Yeah. Um, um, Your one didn't have any. I mean, he was just dressed like he was in Ibiza. He reminded me of the Crustafarians that we used to go to raves with. Yeah, didn't he? Like he he was on ecstasy. His face was so... (laughs) black because he'd been just like you know rummaging around the mud his feet were black it was damp outside he was wearing tie-dye trousers and a really loose sort of um skin leg top yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and he was just absolutely wild and his hair was wild his eyes were wild i just thought wow he will you've got to watch your one i get scared (laughs) but people who hadn't seen me for a while were, were looking between the two of us and going wow the genetics are strong there my child just looked like a tramp and I just thought a wild tramp and I thought, okay, yeah, that's, I suppose, I suppose that's, that's the sum of me. I mustn't say tramp. I'm so sorry. You mustn't. Not no, I do apologise. But those without a home. Mm. Still not good. No. It's not great. I don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> maybe edit that out depending on how much material I have, but probably not. <laughs> Shirley, what's your winner winner? 
my winner winner has to be the fact that I dreaded my MRI so much that I hate it so yeah. much you know they just lie you down and I'm really pregnant you're lying down flat I've got sciatica now on both sides I'm dizzy had a terrible vertigo attack last night and then they glue down your head and they just fasten these things over. And I remember I just grabbed, before they put me into the tunnel, I just grabbed Shamila, Nurse Shamila's hand. And she goes, okay. And I go, will you stay here with me? She goes, no, I won't. I know that they don't. Because I've had one before. I know they leave you and close the vault. Like you're in some treasure tree, you know, in the deep in the vaults in the bank. And um, I had a really lovely doctor. I said, could you just check in with me every two minutes and just tell me that I'm doing a really good job? And he did, bless him. He goes, Joanna... I said, yes. He goes, you're doing such a great job. And I said, oh, thank you. Nice. And he goes, are you ready to continue? And I said, yes. I just went in and out of panic, but I did it. And that's the main thing. Well done you. I mean, yeah. really fair fucks to you. Cause I know that it's not your favorite thing. And I know that you were dreading it and you probably need a lot of meditation pre for that. I did a lot of meditation. I just really, I mean, there, there are a few pointers I, I followed. I'll talk about it on another podcast. But listen, I mean, need, and I say that's my winner winner, but my winner winner is also the fact that you've given birth to a healthy babe. Yeah, that is a winner-winner. I mean, that is a winner-winner. Thank you. And I thank you that that's your winner-winner. I have to be more specific, though. I mean, I'm really pleased that my arsehole is still intact. Yeah. Um, I only did second-degree tearing, and I thought it might have been fourth when I was at it. Um, And I think, yeah, I mean, and obviously my dead duck is the fact that my labour was two days long. Mm. When you were promised two and a half hours, you were promised two hours. Twenty minutes. I was promised twenty minutes in the kitchen in the cucina between serving friends food, and suddenly it's a two-day labour. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So there we are, guys. There we are. Thank you so much for listening in. I really hope you haven't tuned out. Although if you have, I don't blame you. Yeah, we don't blame you. It's a heavy. It's a hardcore. But this is real life, guys. This is real life. It okay. is. It's happening here and now. I'm also Thank really you. pleased that I'm the first to have gone because there are a few. I mean, you're next. I've got a couple of other mates that are going. And mm. I'm really pleased that I've just got mine out of the way. Yeah, I'm not saying downs. that it's going to... Yeah, well, it's not going to be... I've got some lovely pieces. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be a picnic, but it's, um, it's, you know, I think for the first couple of months, because I'm the one with the mammary glands and indeed the womb, um, forward slash womb, I think you do a lot of the hard work. Of Although course. you're willing, unwilling, can run around, which is great. Actually, you're doing a lot of the um, the late nights. Of course. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the bags under my eyes, looking at the luggage from Heathrow Airport. I'm really looking forward to that. Because my skin's cleared up, haven't you noticed? Won't last long. Sorry to say, but no. But I'll take your word oh. for it. Oh, sorry. Thanks so much then. Okay, then. Guys, thank um, you. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we will be back next week. We like will. it or not, we'll be we back. Mwah. Mwah. It's been a week. It's been Bear a hell of a week. Bear Bear You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson. Produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.